Welcome to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Panos. I run a tutoring company for K through 12 students who need help with reading, math, writing, study skills, ACT, SAT, prep, and more. My tutors work both virtually and in person. We specialize in really getting to know your kids and helping them thrive. I was a teacher and leader in a Georgia school system for 25 years. I saw what worked and what didn't. And there are definitely some gaps that teachers can't touch, which is why our tutors are so important. Teachers can only do so much. I'm here to bridge that gap between parents and teachers to help your kids become successful in school and beyond. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. And I am your host, Helen Panos, and I am here today to talk to you about a topic on uh, helping kids with organization, planning, and prioritizing so they have a successful school year. And this is a very important topic is organization and prioritizing and planning and um, something that children can carry on through the rest of their life if they learn it from young. So what is a distraction exactly? Let's start there. What, what keeps you from staying focused during the school day? If you were to ask your child that question, what would they say? Um, probably other kids, they may say, um, just daydreaming. Maybe there's a lot of distraction in the classroom. So they would probably say something like these things that I just mentioned. So think about how about if you ask them, how about at home when you're doing your homework, what distracts you? There they may say technology, a phone, brothers and sisters, possibly um, too much noise, possibly. Those are your typical top um things that kids would probably pinpoint in terms of, you know, what, what they see and why they're not being focused. So studies show that multitasking, we're going to talk about that, keeps us from being efficient. So when is it okay to multitask? Because there are times when it is okay to do it. So it has to be seamless and not distract you from doing what you must do. For instance, using different parts of the brain to do multi, multiple things. Um, here's a couple things that some people can do. Listen to music while they're studying. Um, personally, I can't do that um, because that actually keeps me from concentrating is to listen to music and study for a test, let's say. But other people and other kids, music relaxes them and allows them to work just fine. So that's an example of as long as it's seamless and not, it does not distract you from what you need to do, then it's okay to multitask and, and try to study for an exam. So it's okay to research, let's say, and do uh, write a paper at the same time. If you can flip back and forth like that and be able to do that, then that's in the seamless, that's the, the key. Then you can research and write a paper at the same time. And this day and time, you can toggle between being on a Word document and doing the research off of Google, let's say. So I'm able to do that, and I do that well. So there's five tips I'd like to share with you, parents, to maximize your time um, or your child's time. 
give full attention to the task at hand. So when kids are working on something, they really need to give their full attention to it. Number two, set blocks of time to do important things. Um, it's best that you just block a couple hours a day, maybe three hours a day when they are working on a very lengthy project to do that they have to get done. So setting the blocks of time is important. Number three, be efficient in, in, in switching gears. If you're going to, again, do one thing and switch back to another assignment, let's say, and then switch back again, you got to be efficient in doing that. Prioritizing high payoff and low priority tasks. Um, anything that is going to weigh more on a grade is more important to get done first. And low priority on other simpler tasks. It's better to knock out the hardest thing first and the lengthier thing than the smaller, shorter things. And there's some you know, people that disagree with that, but that's typically how it goes. Number five, honor your calendar. This allows for planning. So if you put things down in your calendar or you're, you're put, your children are putting things down in their calendar and they know they have sports to do and they have a project to do and things like that, they've got to use that calendar to their advantage so that they can get everything that they need to get done and be successful at it. So what I'd like for you to do is take a minute and write down two things you want to get done, let's say, in the next two weeks. And then have your children do the same. Have them write down what they'd like to get done in the next two weeks from the date you hear this um, podcast. How do you prioritize your tasks? Well, number one, your child can prioritize using a calendar, whether that be a physical planner calendar where they handwrite those things in there, or a digital calendar, and a lot of kids are using digital calendars today. Decision criteria is another way to prioritize your tasks. That means tackling the tasks, knowing your responsibilities. So children must know their responsibilities. How long will it take them to do something? Um, they need to map that out. If they have a small group they're working with, they need to map that out. Who are the people or the kids who will be looking for or who are the people who will be looking for this thing? So that's usually the teacher or maybe peers. If you're doing a group project, there's some deadlines that you're going to meet all along the way, then your peers may be looking for that information. So when working together on a project, it's very important to uh, think out this decision criteria because it's the way a group can tackle the tasks at hand and divvy up the work. So that's very important to talk to your children about that because they're going to be doing group work as they get older, whether it be in the classroom and in the setting of a, a job in universities. So we're always working together. Number two is delegate. Think about peers when um, you know, you're working with someone as a child, they need to pick wisely. Make sure everyone knows their responsibility. Communication is very key here, and um, you got to have many checkpoints all along the way. So something like this, your children may not be used to doing, but as an adult, you are. And so we got to stress how important it is to work with tackling the tasks at hand, delegation, things like that. Um, you can use the same method for um, personal life too. So let's say your children want to. Uh, plan their birthday party 
and you allow them to do that. So a lot of what I've mentioned here in terms of tackling tasks, delegating, things like that, it's important that they understand how to use these things. So number three is urgent and important, an important matrix. And there's really four quadrants in these, this matrix, but the main thing to look at is the important things that are urgent. So deadline projects, when they're dealing with bigger projects at school, it's important that they know that and when, when those come up too. So what's not important is when they're working on something, they may get up and take a phone call because they see it's ringing or they hear the text message notif notifications. And so they want to always look at their phone. A special message from Dynamis Learning Academy. We know how COVID changed the world. Parents have always worried about the summer slide, but now children will be battling the COVID slide this year as well. Dynamis Learning Academy will help close gaps in writing, math, and reading through tutoring and special workshops. At the end of the day, teachers can't do everything, but as a parent, you can reach out to us to help your child soar. Contact Dynamis Learning Academy at 770-282-9931 or go to our website at dynamislearningacademy.com. Um, escape activities and exercising TV, excessive TV or computer usage is also a problem and may, it's not considered important. Escape activities are things like going to the kitchen to get something to eat. Oh, I need some water. Oh, I got to go walk outside. Those are all escape activities. So kids will try to use those. Um, so what helps uh, children organize their day? Again, we mentioned digital tools, apps, such as Google Calendar. Other Apple reminders are great digital tools to help you organize your day. Schedule once or Calendly or Acuity. These are all like calendar management systems and they're digital, so they're great. I've used uh, Calendly myself and or Schedule once. So these are all great ways to help your child organize their day. And some tools integrate with other tools. So for instance, calendars and Zoom may integrate together. And so when your children are working in groups with other kids, they may have to meet several times. And when they do that, they should use the calendar management system of their choice to keep up with that. Because the Zoom, sometimes they may do it on Zoom and that Zoom link can be automatically sent to the kids. So how to make the most of your day? How would you do that? Ask what is important. Your child should ask what is important today or what did I hear was important from the teachers. Handle it one time. So if you're going to work on something and you know it's coming up due, handle it one time, not, oh, I start it, stop it, pick it up again two days later, start it, stop it, pick it up again. That's very difficult for the brain. So spend time offline. That's how you make the most of your day. Listen, you know, we tend to scroll through our phones. So spend time offline. Use focus apps. And what I mean by that is like focus bar, which comes down into your screen and it tells you, you know, that signifies to you to, you know, get your focus back. So a favorite quote of mine is the challenge is not to manage time, but to manage ourselves. That's Stephen Covey. Again, a good, great quote I love is that wraps up this uh, whole 
uh, podcast today is the challenge is not to manage time, but to manage ourselves. So everyone, I hope uh, this became, this was very helpful for you. I do have a couple more um, suggestions and tips that I want to share with you, and then we'll be wrapping up this podcast. Um, number one, some four ways that are, that you can try to help your child support their executive functioning because a lot of times executive functioning comes hand in hand with ADHD and all of this has an effect on organization. So number one is color coding. If your child is missing assignments a lot, you might find them in a messy backpack, in their locker, <laughs> maybe somewhere in the classroom. But a child who struggles with executive functioning may not see that cluttered backpack the way we see it as a problem, but they may not be able to find anything either. So you want a fast and simple solution. I would get color-coded school supplies. They are awesome. It is a simple but effective way to keep your child organized. And um, when your child is five or 15, color-coding strategies can help with various aspects of daily life as well. So it's great to be able to use these. And number two, lists, agendas, and planners, which we talked about already. Um, I didn't talk a lot about lists, but I will talk about that now. Can, can your child, for instance, remember upcoming assignments? If the answer is no, we're going to get to what can help them. Do they lose track of what they have and have not finished? They're saying they did it, but it's not turned in. And what comes into play here is lists, like to-do lists, agendas, planners. They can keep your kids on track. So if your child struggles to keep track of tasks to be completed or gets overwhelmed with multi-step assignments, then it's best they get broken down into a list. They can check the list off as they complete each step. If your child has a hard time keeping track of upcoming dates and, and deadlines, then make sure that they have an agenda or a planner. And that's a hard-held planner. So number three, brain breaks. Do you watch your child get frustrated or distracted when trying to study or complete long projects and assignments? Brain breaks can help tremendously. If your child has ADHD or struggles with executive functioning. Finishing long tasks can be exasperating. In fact, e even children who do not have difficulties with executive functioning can get burned out while undertaking long-term projects. So brain breaks are usually only five to 10 minutes long. The key is just to relax and not say too much or to do any kind of task. Number four, the last one is helpful apps. There are loads of apps, parents out there to help with improving executive functioning. There are plenty of apps to help with that. So here are some of the best ones. Quizlet, kids are used to Quizlet. They use it for flashcards for studying. The app is loaded with quizzes, flashcards, and games that can keep your child engaged. Wonderlist, if you and your child struggle to keep up with all the checklists and to-do lists, then this may be your solution. And it's W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T. It is free and customizable right now. It's, great to, it's a great tool to keep your entire family organized and on track. 
Google Calendar is everybody's friend. If your whole family has a whole lot going on, Google Calendar could be a great way to keep up with children in the loop. So Georgia, Georgia, let's say Google Calendar is a great combination of communication and color coding. It, it will help everyone keep track of upcoming dates and events. So parents, the earlier you could detect something like an executive functioning issue in a child, the quicker you can begin to help your child get organized. Um, we listen here at Dynamis Learn Learning Academy. We listen to what the problem may be and match you up with the right type of tutor or your child with the right type of tutor. We have tutors of various specialties from reading, writing, math, Spanish, and more that are flexible and meet the parent where it's most convenient for them. I wish you all um, the best of days to come and please join us again as we... Um, get back to the podcast again next week with a different guest. And, um, you know, please uh, reach out and make a comment if, if you'd like to review anything you've heard. And if it's been helpful, please let me know that as well. Take care. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Smart Parents Successful Students Podcast. I hope this episode has been insightful and inspirational. Wherever you're listening, be sure to go ahead and subscribe to get the next episodes and to join our email list by going to www.dynamuslearningacademy.com backslash podcast backslash. Also, it would warm my heart if you reviewed the podcast on Spotify and shared it with your community. And remember... I believe that every child would benefit from getting extra support outside the classroom, whether they are struggling or are part of an advanced or gifted program, because teachers just can't do it all. Please connect with me about our K-12 tutoring, SAT or ACT prep classes, and writing workshops to help your child excel in school. I can be reached through email at helen at dynamuslearningacademy.com or by phone at 770-282-9931. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.